Good morning. We welcome you to Laurel Heights and we take this opportunity to state again our continuing purpose of preaching and teaching from the text of Scripture. And I'm going to start here in 1 Corinthians 10.31. This is Paul to the church at Corinth. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 31. Whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Now, this is one of those statements in Scripture. You read it and you immediately get the point that all you do should have this high purpose to glorify God. If you are an active faithful Christian now, this is the purpose you get up and pursue every day. Knowing that how we live shows our full submission to His authority, our respect for the Creator, we have a clear view of who we must answer to on the final day. As I said last Sunday morning, we honor Christ by obedience all the time. I want you to hold that thought, <clears throat> and I promise to come back to it. If you've been with us for some time, you noticed all of this year, in some of the preaching, on the bulletin board, on the slides that come up before the assemblies, you noticed a set of goals the elders presented for our focus throughout the year. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And we have pointed out throughout the year that we love God by reading His Word by growing our faith, by walking with Jesus every day, and by speaking to God in prayer. We brought these goals to our attention that we might have very specific attentiveness to our lives as Christians. And with you a few weeks ago, I reviewed these goals and their function that should operate in our lives and from our minds every day. Loving God finds expression in these very specific ways we enumerated. We hope this helped each of you do some work on your faith and life and for me to do some work on my faith and my life as it pertains to loving God in these ways. Now for 2020, we have another set of goals, and these goals will be highlighted by the theme of our meeting in January. I want to take some introductory time, and then I'm going to present these goals for 2020 today as they are connected to and founded on the theme of our meeting that comes up with Brother Dawson in January. 
Let's go back to that passage, though, for just a moment. Whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. There are two aspects related to one truth. I want to explore that with you, please. There is the glory of God, and then there is our response to His glory. I want to clarify those two aspects that are related to this one truth. The glory of God is an expression in the Bible that comprehends and includes all the truth about who God is. All of it is glorious. His power, His steadfast love, His justice, His wrath against sin. If you had an assignment to write in a notebook every verse in the Bible that speaks to who God is. If in your daily Bible reading in 2020 you were to take a notebook and every time you find a truth about who God is, you wrote that down, at the end of the year you could put this as the title above that page or pages. The glory of God. Because that's a comprehensive, true expression of who God is. Everything about God, all the truth about God that is packed in this book can be called the glory of God. We are just completing our study of the book of Isaiah in the adult Bible class. And one thing we've learned... When the Jewish people fell from grace, part of that fall was a diminished view of God. They would gravitate toward appetite. They would be tempted by idolatry and the culture around them. And as they gradually walked in the wrong direction, their view of the glory of God diminished. They didn't see him as large and high and powerful, majestic and glorious. Well, that's an ever-present danger. That God's people fail to maintain a high and clear view of who we're serving, who God is. So, there is the glory of God. I'm going to call that the sum total of His perfect attributes and power. Alright? What do we do with that? Once we recognize God in all of His glory and we see the truth about Him, our response to Him can be stated in these terms. We glorify Him who is glorious. We acknowledge who He is Comprehending the sum total of his attributes. We exalt him who is to be exalted. In mind, in tongue, in life, we give him reverence. And that's where this purpose statement comes in, in 1 Corinthians 10.31. Whatever you do, do all to 
the glory of God. Everything I think and say and do ought to express that I recognize the glorious God who made me and who offered redemption to me through His Son and who revealed to me good instructions for life. So this is my purpose and your purpose if we are Christians. Whatever we do, we want all to be done to the glory of God. When God made man, there was purpose in that creative genius. He made us in His image and with a view toward our love for Him and our good response to Him. When we love God, honor Christ, and act accordingly, guided by the Word, we exalt God. We please Him. And we send the message to everyone around us that we know who God is. And this isn't a purpose that we have crafted and invented and discovered from some earthly source. No, this purpose is all about who made us, why He made us, and our contact with Him, our recognition of Him, and the scope of that in all of life every day. Whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. When we live according to this purpose, we don't boast or claim credit. For it is not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name give glory. We adopt this purpose at baptism. We live accordingly afterwards and give all the praise and credit to God. Brother Dawson next month will remind us of this and go into some depth about the power and excellence and love of Almighty God. This morning, I'd like for us to look through some specific ways we glorify God. <clears throat> and I'm going to bring these points up throughout the year, all of it connected to what Brother Dawson will present next month. These are our goals for 2020. Glorify God with your mind. Luke 10, 27, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. With all your mind. You don't give 10% of your mind, 20% of your mind, half of your mind, all of your mind. And you know what the mind is? It's the location of that first decision you made to obey God. That's where that decision occurred, in your mind. His word enters your mind and you respond and you decide in your mind. You will do as God directs to have the value of the atonement of Christ. When the commands to repent and be baptized enter your mind, you take that personally. Because of what Christ did on the cross, you enter into fellowship with God and you embrace that purpose and you begin to glorify Him from baptism thereafter. Relationship with God through Jesus Christ begins right here. When the truth enters and you respond. 
And then after baptism, you keep putting God's Word in Christ's example into your mind. And you do what Paul described in Romans 12, 2. Instead of being conformed to this world, you are transformed by the renewing of your mind. Think about this. Who made your mind? Who was the inventor or the maker? My mind operates best when I put the instructions of the maker in my mind and keep it there and respond to the glory of God. Glorify God with your mind and with your body. The people in the city of Corinth in Paul's time were beset with temptations driven by bodily appetite to let desires corrupt the body, desires undisciplined. Paul responded to that. And at the end of that section of writing, there is this summary. You were bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. You were bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. What does that go back to fundamentally? The same thing we talked about. It goes back to who made your body. Who made your mind? God made these earthly bodies for us. His guidelines for the use of these bodies deserves our absolute respect. Excess, immorality, and abuse goes directly against the purpose of glorifying God. We're going to remind ourselves all year, these are our goals in 2020 to focus on. Glorify God with your mind, with your body. Let's be even more comprehensive with your entire life. Whatever you do, do some to the glory. No. Whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. One eternally tragic mistake we make is to put religious practice in a compartment. Maybe a compartment that's only open once a week. So you've got this compartment of your life, job. You've got this compartment in your life, recreation and entertainment. You've got these other parts in your life. And then you've got that religious box that you open once a week. If you give God just a few hours of your time each week, does that glorify Him? Or does that put Him on the sideline and push Him out of the way? Glorifying God ought to be daily, 24 hours, 7 days a week, all year, all your life, devoted to Him. Christ suffered and died to make that life possible. 
Glorify God with your mind and your body, with your whole life and with your worship. This is giving glory to God in specific activities God has given for His people to glorify Him and praise Him. Jesus said, God wants us to worship Him in spirit and in truth. Here we go with the mind again. Sincere means it's really here. It is sincere. You're focused on it. You're intentional about it. It's according to what he said, the truth. And if you want to know more about what that means in John 4.24, just keep reading. And in the book of Acts and in the epistles, there is thorough instruction about what it means to have a mind to worship and then engage in the acts of worship specified in the word by the Holy Spirit. You do all that to His glory. Let's do this. Glorify God in all your relationships. We have many different people in the audience who function in very different roles in terms of relationships. Are you a child at home? Are you a mother? A father? A husband? A wife? A neighbor? This purpose of glorifying God must take us into every relationship so that we shine as lights in the world. Let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. I want to talk about that a minute. That's Matthew 5.16. I'm going to call this an evangelism passage. Alongside the preaching and teaching we do, there must be corresponding living that people can see. Think about it. Light from the Word and light that shines through our lives. So what people hear us teach and preach from the book they see every day in the way we behave. So that, that's very important, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. This is evangelism that has two critical elements to it. The light from the Word accompanied by light from us that's in harmony with the Word and all with one purpose to glorify God. Whatever you do, do all to the glory of God, not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name, give glory. This is going to come up in 2020. 
<coughs> in sermons, weekly bulletin articles. On the bulletin board, it will be there next Sunday. And it's going to be launched and further prompted by the teaching from the Bible that Brother Max Dawson will do in our January meeting. And there will be this truth for us. Because of who Jesus is and what he did, we can respond to him and change our lives and glorify God in every way Scripture has directed. Is this the way you're living right now, the way described in our study? Have you obeyed the gospel? Where is your life headed right now? We invite your good response to the gospel while we stand to sing.